This is why I came to America. Tuesday's my favorite day of the week. Tuesday? Tuesday. Why? Because you're out of Monday. It's no longer a Monday. But it's like before hump day. The hump day's a great day. No, hump, well. TGI Wednesday, y'all. Hump but no. day. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Uh, we've got a Tuesday. great show coming up Sorry. for you today. <laughs> <laughs> coming up on today's show, who's happier, people in rural areas or big cities? Ooh. Seven characteristics of a healthy church and phrases you are almost definitely saying wrong. <laughs> but first, today is September 11th. We've got some holidays to celebrate in there, Rainbow. Mm-hmm, that is right. Um, first off, it's make your bed day. Uh, that's what September 11th is known for. It is absolutely make known for making day. your bed day. I will never make my bed again. I know you won't. Oh yeah, we that discussed keeps this, the didn't we? Already. Alive. Yeah. That Al- keeps alives. It, that it keeps, keeps <laughs> the bed bugs alive. That keeps your bed moist. Ew! So those, please those, stop. Those bed bugs just stick around. No. That's. You know, I don't know what's worse in this situation. The word moist, moist or the thought of your bed being moist. Like, <laughs> ew. There's a YouTube video of a girl just saying the word moist. Yeah, it's disgusting. For like Do 15 not watch minutes. it. Do not watch it. It gets very inappropriate. Like, I to don't the think point she's to where. To. And then. It just sounds like it is. No, and it did not help, Matt, that you stuck the phone that you were listening to well, up to was, each one of our ears. She was whispering. And you it. could see, you like, the look it. on our face where we're like, ew, this is so inappropriate. The, should was, uh... I be slightly turned on by this woman saying moist in my ear? Like this, ew. It was uh, one of those ASMR videos, which is about. Um, it was disgusting. It's about sound effects. So she was whispering it so you could hear her mouth noises. Okay. Did you see that she kept going from one side of the mic? Like it was a dual sided mic? Yeah. Because you if you're that? wearing headphones. Because if you're wearing headphones, it'll come on either side of the ear the way she was doing it. Um, so she was going from this side to the other side, of, like yeah. bouncing back and So you would hear forth. it on one side of your ear and the other side of your ear. Because that's how you're supposed to listen to ASMR oh. uh, videos or, or sound effects because it's supposed to like fill your brain with these noises. Oh, not the headphones that she was wearing. Right, right, if, right. Headphones you were wearing. I was wearing yeah, headphones, yeah, yeah. I but got I was it just now. playing it out of my phone speaker, so you didn't get that effect. Yeah. You could see it on Deidre's <laughs> face. She's like... Everybody was grossed out. It was so fun. Ew. I snuck up. I snuck up behind a few people and just started playing that in their ear. Moist. Stop. Moist. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so nasty. It's All right. We're word. getting off of this topic. All right. <laughs> More serious business now. More serious, <sighs> specifically for 9 11. Today is National Day of Service and Remembrance. 
also known as 9-11 Day. 9-11 Day. Yep. And then... There's the National... Yeah, go ahead. National Emergency Responders Day. Mm-hmm. And it's also Patriot Day. Yeah. So, so I feel like those very, three... Yeah, they're all tied in with, yeah. with September 11th. Mm-hmm. Whew, it's been 17 years. That is crazy. 17 years. Crazy to... So we were in the we were in the same grade, right? Uh-huh. So was it was I want to seventh say grade? Sophomore? No, I'm pretty we sure we were in high school. Grade. No, we were in high school. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to say we were. Why sophomores. did I say seventh? I'm sorry. Yes, I said I don't know why I said seventh, but yes, uh, it was sophomore. It was first year of high school here, um, for me. Yeah. Um, I was thinking first year of junior high. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was in I was in uh, driver's ed, which started at at seven a.m. Um, for that first semester. And so I got out of driver's ed and there was like an hour between driver's ed and actual school starting. So I had missed it. Yeah. I had no idea that anything had happened. I was standing on the wall outside of the building when uh, my friend Jeremy came up. He's like, did you see what happened? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, and at that time, I think they still thought it might've been an accident and only been the one plane mm-hmm. that it hit. Yep. Uh, and then very shortly after, it was very clear it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and the rest of the events that happened that day. Just, gosh, yeah. yeah. We were watching it on TV, the, mm-hmm. that the weird Channel One yeah. thing that they had. Oh, That's I what remember we were Channel One. Yeah. That wasn't weird. That was pretty awesome. It was cool. It was. But I just, I always found it strange. I always wanted to be on Channel One. Yeah, they always had that thing where you could... Uh-huh. Try and be on it as the, with the logo or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. Yep. I remember our, our class, one of our classes tried to build it, build the one logo by standing in our auditorium. So it was made up of students. Nice. I don't think we got on, but uh, they were having a specific contest at that yeah. time to like enter all these things. That's cool. Where were you? Were you in school when you heard it? No, it actually school? I, um. No, school was in session. It was about nine o'clock in the morning because I'm I was on the East Coast. All right, you were in North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh huh. Um, and so I had actually skipped school that day. Didn't skip school, but the weekend before was a big weekend in my life. Okay. Um, so I was allowed to skip school that day. Um, and so my best friend at the time her name was angel and she had just moved to north carolina from new york Mm. um so she still had family there and some of her best friends one of her very best friends was in an interview um in the world trade center he had a job interview in in one of the buildings and wow yeah passed away and so i had just woke up just gotten out of bed and was walking around the house and had turned the TV on and it was on the Today Show, mm. Matt Lauer and Katie Couric. And I can just remember it didn't seem quite as upbeat as the Today Show typically was, you know, and right. I just kind of looked over. I could hear. You weren't really it registering was, what was going on. Yeah. And you're just like, Their why voices they sound were so really sad? somber. Yeah. yeah. And just they weren't having a good time on the morning <laughs> show like they typically did. Um. And I was in my kitchen, which it, it was a straight line from our kitchen to the TV. And mm. that's back when like those big screen TVs were the big thing that sat on the floor. Yeah. You know, so we had one of those and I just turned and looked at the TV and can still see it to this day. Just 
the footage just replaying of the two airplanes hitting. That's the kind of TV we had at that time, too. Yeah. I'm remembering, yeah. Yep. Really big and really wide, and it, ours kind of rotated. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was, like, made of wood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I called my friend Angel at school gosh. immediately and just... Yeah. Yeah. It That's was sad. terrifying. It was a sad day. Uh, my, uh, my first pastor, uh, his name's Dean, he works with... Uh, a financial corporation and he was supposed to be in a meeting in one of the towers that morning. Wow. And it had been canceled the day before he was supposed to fly out for it. I think it's a God thing. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's, have you seen that documentary that the two brothers who were actually filming a documentary about New York firefighters and they were along for a firefighter, uh, for the ride when it was going on. Have you seen the documentary? Mm-mm, no. I should let you borrow it. Because it's the only documentary of with footage happening like as it happens with people in in the towers. Like they were yeah. following around all the firefighters. And I think it's the only actual footage of the first plane hitting that someone has. Really? Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because nobody... Nobody was filming it. Yeah. yeah. Why would they? Um, yeah. And gosh, it's it's chilling. Uh, and it's hard to watch, I'll admit, because there's even a scene where they're they're at one of the ba- bases of the one of the towers where they had set up a thing early on in the mm-hmm. whole situation where people were jumping out of the tower. Yeah. And so you're just hearing these loud pounds yeah. outside and they're trying not to film it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's that really brought that that scene specifically really brings home like the terror yeah. Of that day. Yeah. Uh, there's gosh. and I feel like there's no other word for it. That, yeah. That just describes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just terror that's that was isolated to New York City. It was a terror that quickly spread throughout our entire nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've said it for 17 years and I'll continue to say it. One of the biggest takeaways from 9-11 for me you know, and we were 15 years old, I yeah. think. One of the biggest takeaways was... Um, I was almost 15. Yeah, that. Yeah, you were yeah. about to have a birthday. Um, but I think that the massive amounts of fear that we all felt as mm-hmm. Americans, you know, nationwide, mm-hmm. the fear that we felt, but then within just an instant, it seemed really quick. While we were still grieving... That is the most united that our nation has ever been. Oh, yeah. The next day here in Clovis, and I'm sure in most papers around the world, uh, in the newspaper, instead of posting a big picture of, you know, the damage or destruction, they posted a giant American flag Mm -hmm. and encouraged everybody to cut that out and post it in their windows. Yeah. And you drove around town. You saw that in everyone's window and you saw flags everywhere. And for like months, the flag was everywhere. Yeah. Until that unity eventually died down. See, that's so sad to me. That is, I feel like we need to get back to that place. Absolutely. You know, Chris and I. It's it's sad that it takes something so traumatic, terrible, and Mm -hmm. traumatic Mm -hmm. to bring us to that place. Yeah. Yeah. But and at the same time, let's not forget. And I realize that the younger generation of adults that are now you know, our 20-somethings, mm-hmm. they probably don't even remember 
mm-hmm. for the most part, 9-11. They don't have these vivid memories like we have, you yeah. know, because, I mean, that's my brother. And he was, I want to say, seven when it happened. So he was just in second grade. He was, yeah. you know, that's like Mila right now. I can't, I don't think that if anything were to happen like that this year in her life that as an adult she would remember it. I don't know. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that it would have a lasting effect on her. But, you know, Chris and I, we share frequently that our, part of our testimony is that our marriage was at a point of failure. And for five years, we've combated that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to allow ourselves to get back to that place ever. Right. So, And I feel like it's the same thing with America. We need to daily make a choice as a nation, you know, to love one another right to, to not let ourselves be divided over right little ultimately things. dumb things exactly yeah exactly and i know that there are a lot of people who just heard us say ultimately dumb things <laughs> and think but it's not dumb and you're right you know these things aren't dumb but at the end of the day at the end of the day yeah, what really matters exactly yeah, and that stuff doesn't exactly um i mean we're all we're always going to have disagreements we're always going to be uh, coming from a different place, growing up in a different world, mm-hmm. having different influences impact yeah. the decisions and the choices and the beliefs that we have. But ultimately, we can love each other. Right. Despite the differences. We yeah. can still be peaceful. We can still work together. We don't have to be at each other's throats. Yeah. Uh, Another nation never is at this point, I feel like in, in America's life, if you will, mm-hmm. and Another nation doesn't have to attack us anymore. You know, they can just sit back and watch us attack each other. Because mm-hmm. that's what's happening on, oh, a, gosh, on a daily yes. basis. We have become the terrorists within our nation to each other. Yeah. You know? And that's just really sad when yeah. you think about it. 17 years ago, we were united. We mm-hmm. were not going to allow anyone or anything come in between us and take us down as a nation. Mm-hmm. But... Today, we're, we're taking ourselves yeah, down. Since, since then, we have slowly and systematically let ourselves be the thing that yeah. separates us. Yeah. So consider that our call, man. Right? All right. So since we don't end on like a, a sad note, today's also my grandmother's birthday. So happy birthday, mom, mom. <laughs> Hope you're listening. Love you. Hope it's a good one. <laughs> oh. uh, real quick, here's a couple artist updates. Uh, words from Brandon Heath's song, Faith, Hope, Love, Repeat, are having an impact even on those who never actually hear the song. Brandon posted over the weekend, a buddy of mine does this on airplanes for the next person to sit in his seat. And I think it is brilliant. Attached was a picture of the handwritten lyrics to the song left on the airline tray table. Wow. Isn't that cool? It's a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, Sanctus Real posted on social media, confidence is not having to win all the time. Secure people let other drivers merge in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. And a reminder from Danny Goki, less than four months until Christmas. Yes. Let that sink in for a moment. It's Indie Music Tuesday here on Back Row Radio, which means that we play a little bit more of the independent Christian Uh, music that you don't typically get to hear throughout your day and hopes that you'll be finding some new uh, new favorites to add to your list so when we come back who's happier people in rural areas or big cities stick around
Back Row Morning Show. We're glad to have you with us today. It's not good for man or woman to be alone, and a new Canadian study confirms it. Happiness researchers at Canada's McGill University and the Vancouver School of Economics recently interviewed 400,000 Canadians. Are there even 400,000 Canadians? (laughs) (laughs) They found that people who are members of strong communities, typically in rural areas, are eight times happier than people who live in cities. Wow. While people who live in densely populated areas may interact with more people, those interactions tend to be shallower. Hmm. That's weird. But now I get that. In rural areas, you're typically a smaller numbered, and so you have more connection with those people. It's kind of like big churches and little churches. Like I, I feel like we visit, when we were looking for a church home in Albuquerque, we visited a few big churches and a few smaller churches. And the big churches, we wound up, we wound up staying at a, a relatively big church. But I would say that we only actually were able to build any kind of relationship or friendship with like five people, yeah. five families, because there were just so many people. I couldn't even interact with all of them. On a daily basis. Yeah. So, I get that. I yeah. get that. You work in a big corporation. You're only going to know a few people, really. You might not even interact with more than half the staff there. Right. Yeah. So, I get that. But eight times, that's a significant... That is. Significant multiplier. Yeah. Hmm. It's... I. I don't know. It almost seems like backwards to me. You know, it's not good for man or woman to be alone. However, we're, our study is showing that the fewer people that you have in your life, the happier you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I read that it's not good for man or woman to be alone and think, okay, so you want more people in your life. Well, I guess what it's saying but is then, that people that live in big cities are alone. Yeah, because it's harder to make yeah. lasting and true connections right. i i get that <laughs> but like for me in my brain to make the connection it's i'm having a hard time getting it's there counterintuitive it is it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> I, it makes sense but whatever anyway <laughs> whatever i'm smart people <laughs> i promise it just doesn't sound right <laughs> it's indie music tuesday here on back row radio we're playing all kinds of christian Hits from bands that you might have never heard of. Uh, no, they're really, really awesome bands. We we hand select all of our fresh, fresh uh, indie produce here. Mm-hmm. We keep the good ones <laughs> and toss out the bad. You can thank us for that later. Uh, but no, they're fantastic groups here of all different genres. Uh, we sprinkle a little bit more of that here on Tuesday morning. So listen well, my friends, and uh, find some new bands. Make sure you're, you're looking on the app so you can see the the names of these bands and their songs so you can check them out and add them to your Spotify playlists because goodness they're good Uh, we'll be back at the top of the hour with more from the Back Row Morning Show up next (laughs) (laughs) up next we're cleaning our microphones (laughs) stick around
It's the morning show on Back Row Radio. Matt and Mo here in the studio. What? what? Yo, yo. Yo, 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 It is Top List Tuesday. Top List. List with a T. Top List Keep Tuesday. <laughs> and we got Warren Buffett's Here's What's Cool Top 10 List. Huh. Uh, I don't know. What makes him think he can define what cool is, but... Well, we'll, we'll decide whether or not this list is cool. I certainly like this list. Oh, uh, Number one, <laughs> saying thank you. Aw. We don't do that enough. You know where I notice it the most? I notice it the most in restaurants. Like, I always try to make it a point to say thank you to the waitress when she fills up my drink or does anything like that. Because most of it, you know, they do without even asking. They just try and keep mm-hmm. you happy and don't want to interrupt the conversation. Right. Um, and so I always try and say thank you to that, but I notice so many people are just oblivious to them being there. And, you know, while that might be their goal is to not interrupt, I still find it like rude if, you know, they're refilling your drink and you just sit there and eat a chip or whatever. And you're not, you don't acknowledge the Mm -hmm. fact that, Hey, thank you for serving me in all these different areas. Yeah. Um, I shared earlier about my hot dog. Story when Topher was yeah yesterday born. I, yeah I guess it was yesterday that I shared it, um, but at the same time I would say hot dog and then when the nurse was done I would say thank you thank you thank you every time <laughs> so much for the drugs but in the twenty seven hours that I was in labor by the end of it the nurse was like why are you telling me thank you and I finally like that I I took that really hard like. <laughs> You don't want me to say thank you? Because you're doing a good job? Because, you're one, you're keeping me alive, and two, you're keeping me comfortable. So, thank you. But I ain't telling you thank you no more. Jeez. So, if you're one of those people who find it really hard to receive a thank you, keep it to yourself. <laughs> All right, number two, apologizing when wrong. Ooh. This one might be even less frequent than saying thank you. Have you had to apologize to your kids yet? Oh, several times. Yeah? Yeah. Good for you. Because I have flown off the handle. It, it was actually, it was more, it was actually really all in one six-month period. Yeah. Where I was really having trouble adjusting to having two active children. Yeah. At that point. Like, the the baby phase had worn off, and now uh, my youngest was getting into kind of toddler range. Right. And I was going nuts. Yeah. I was stressed out constantly. And uh, unfortunately, I would, I found myself unintentionally taking that out on being harder mm-hmm. on my older kid. And I had to really put myself in check. And I apologized to him several times when I yelled at him a little too quickly. Yeah. You know, and he's just being a kid. Uh, so I had to rein myself in on that because I, I foresaw that becoming a major problem. Yeah. Uh, thank the Lord he helped me uh, overcome that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, it's happened. Good for you. Certainly I think has. I've found it. I talk to people and I'll bring up how I've had to apologize to my kids that day or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And they're like, you tell your kids you're sorry. Uh, yeah. Why would I not tell my kids I'm sorry? When I act out of haste or uncontrollably Mm -hmm. and their emotions are on the line, um, absolutely, I tell my kids I'm sorry. I feel like that 
<laughs> in and of itself is raising an apologizer. I can, yeah, you know, absolutely. they're going to learn. Hey, my mom was never too prideful to say that she was sorry when she did something wrong or when she hurt us. I don't need to be so prideful to say that, you know. But I do think it's common that a lot of people have the idea of you don't ever want to look like you're wrong in front of your children because it makes you look weaker or yeah. like not as much of an authority figure. Or they, if they think that you could be wrong, that they're going to fight you more on it's it. garbage. Yeah, yeah, I completely disagree. Yeah. Uh, number three, showing up on time. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of my big ones. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I was early today. You were early today. Proud of you. <laughs> uh, number four, uh, being nice to strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Number five, listening without interrupting. You know, that's something that I had to consciously work on. Yeah, me too. Like listening to someone and not even just like jumping in and interrupting, but it's a matter of like your mind as well. Thinking about what you're going to say while they're still speaking. That's a form of interruption. You're not consciously listening to them. Yeah. You know, you're interrupting their sharing process. (laughs) Yeah. I I commonly want to finish other people's sentences. Yeah. Which makes me. A jerk. <laughs> I really only want to do that to Sippy. But Our that, friend Cipriano. That's just because he has a slight stutter. And so <laughs> when he's having a hard time getting there, I want to finish it for him. But at the same time, and he's okay. Like, <laughs> you sound like an awful person. <laughs> well, okay. So I've explained this to him because for the first few months that we were friends and I started doing that, I caught myself like finishing his sentence for him, yeah. I finally had to say, Sippy, I'm really sorry. I, I don't <laughs> want you to feel uncomfortable. My dad also has a stutter, mm-hmm. a lot like Sippy. And growing up, that's what I would do. I would, and in a sense for my dad, that was helping him. Yeah. I was getting him to the end of his sentence. I was helping him work through that stutter, Yeah, you know. And it, I think it was just an old habit that sure. I picked up as we became friends with the Martinez's. You and know? I think most people who would have that, be in that situation with someone who stutters yeah. trying to trying to get to a word would do that under the intention of being helpful. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone. Well, I'm sure there are a few people that are maliciously Im- impatient. Oh, sure. But um, yeah, I think most people think they're being helpful. Uh, today, you know. <laughs> Junior. Today, Junior. But yeah, I get that. So number six. Now, uh-huh. this is a little bit different than number two, which was apologizing when you're wrong. Number six is just admitting you were wrong. Yeah. There are a lot of people that won't ever even get to that point. Um, I mean, I understand there are people that won't apologize for being wrong, but even admitting that you can be wrong. Yeah. That, you know, I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had to do that uh, lately. Do you know what really frustrates me, though? Hmm. I ad- I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong and admitting when someone proves me right. Now, I'll, I'll fight you until we get to that point. <laughs> I'll fight my until point. Until you've proven that I'm wrong. Exactly. I will punch you in the face. Exactly. But once I'm, ro- once I'm proven, then I'll say, all right, you were right. I was wrong. But Chris, like, every time that happens, he acts as if it's the first time ever. <laughs> and just the other day, a couple weeks ago... The kids were in the room and I was like, okay, you're right. And he goes, oh, Topher, 
Topher, it's what's today? What time is it? Mark it on the calendar. Mom said she was wrong and I was right. And I just kind of looked at him like, it's happened at least once a year for the past almost 14 years. We're so you've only been wrong once a year is what you At you're least saying. 14 times is, is all that I'm admitting to. Once a year. Apparently, it's so few that it feels like the first time for it's him like a, every time. It's like a holiday. <laughs> if it's once a year, it's always on the same day. Is it? Is it today? I get to be right today. <laughs> it's Groundhog's Day over and over. Oh, man. All right, number seven. Going a little bigger. Following your dreams. Ooh. That's what's cool. Yeah. Uh, one day, or most of my life, I dreamed of being on a radio show. Well, look and at I'm you being now. Serious. And instead of waiting for the door to open, I made it happen. Look at you. Oh, yeah. God opened the door. Still, I guess. Whatever. Still. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't just sit around waiting for some radio to call you. Right. Uh, hey. Hey. You guys need a morning show host? <laughs> uh, no, good we're for good. you, Matthew. We got Carlos and the chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> Car- that's from Frazier. Carlos and the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, you want to be one of those kind of morning shows that do prank calls and that would be so fun. Photo contests that'd be so fun. Can we do it one day? <laughs> what was their their photo contest? Was send us a picture of Fraser Crane's butt, <laughs> and we're giving away uh, one thousand dollars to someone who sends us a picture of Fraser Crane's butt. <laughs> I smell an, our next giveaway coming up. Uh, all right. Yes. Number eight, being a mentor. Ooh. I feel like too many people are, are writing this off. Not because they're, not maybe because they're selfish or they don't want to give up the time, but because they don't think that much of themselves. Yeah, they feel inadequate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When uh, a lot of being a mentor is just being there to help someone as they're learning to do whatever they're doing. Right. It's not necessarily teaching. It's guiding, aiding, mm-hmm. you being know? a friend, essentially. I mean, yeah. at the at, at the bottom of it, that's right. what it is. It's kind of like in Celebrate Recovery, we have sponsors. You know, exactly. We have accountability partners and we have sponsors. And accountability yep. partners, someone who's in the same uh, level as you. You know, y'all are basically encouraging each other. You're walking it together. Walking it together. But a sponsor is someone who's already walked through this journey. Uh, and you want someone who's, you know, dealing with the same issue as you. Yeah. And so they can kind of guide you. And everyone's journey to recovery recovery will be different, of course. But they can tell you what worked for them. They can be there to encourage you in in the tougher times. They can be there to Chances are they've been there. Yeah. They have firsthand experience. Oh, yeah, I remember what that was like and what that felt like. This is what I did to, to get through it. Yeah. Your accountability partner is your team. Or partners, because typically you have a few of them. And then yeah. your sponsor is your coach. Yep, yep, yep. So. Uh, number nine, learning and using people's names. This Ooh. is my worst ha- my worst bad habit wow. for social situations. I cannot remember people's names until they've told it to me at least ten times. Yeah. I'm so bad about it. Where, at, you know, and I run, we, we run a Celebrate Recovery program on Thursday nights, of course, and I'm supposed to be able to interact with everybody. Right. And, uh, nope. Whenever, <laughs> a lot of people need, like, proof of attendance because they're on probation or whatever. 
and they could have been coming here for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I've been writing their name every week. But if they forget to sign their name on the sign-in sheet, and they're like, oh, hey, I forgot to sign in. Can you write me one? I always uh, have to be like, um, what's your name again? Can you spell your name for me just so I make sure and get it right? <laughs> Uh, but I'm Bob. But I am definitely yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that's Bob never happened. Jones. We have a, we have a high uh, Hispanic population here in our town, so luckily there's usually that's uh, true. longer and already hard to spell names. Or Jesus, <laughs> you know, like Jesus. <laughs> uh, but I am one of those people like, hey, buddy, how's it going? I'm always having uh, those nicknames. Yeah. Hey, bud. Hey, hey, partner. See, in that, <laughs> I think that it speaks volumes of someone when they can remember a person's name. Absolutely. And so whenever someone introduces themselves, they, I'll say, you know, I try to have conversation with them mm-hmm. as they introduce themselves. And in that conversation, I'll say their name at least two more times. Right. And I've tried those methods and I've tried, yeah, I've tried the whole like... You know, shaking their hand, looking them directly in the face yeah. and repeating it. Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. Okay, I got that locked in. Walked away. Next week. Joe. Frank? <laughs> I want to say Frank. I want to say Borat. Borat? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's something that I want to get better at, but I just can't seem to. That's why I go by Mo now. My name's actually Megan. But, Couldn't remember. But Chris, or Chris. <laughs> your husband could not remember your name. 14 years. Still couldn't remember the name. Good morning, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oy. Oh, last right, one last on the one. list. Holding doors open. Mm. I'll get you in trouble today. A certain person. <sighs> the wrong person. How dare you think I'm too weak to open my own door? Uh-huh. It's not about that. It's about letting me serve you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be nice, not because you're a woman or because I think you're weak, but because I want to lower myself in position and let you enter without any effort. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly. So <laughs> stop being jerks. <laughs> Truthfully, because I have two boys, two preteen boys, who since the time that they were five, we have started training them, you hold a door open. Mm -hmm. If there's someone in front of you or someone behind you, you stand there. Man or woman. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Unless they're too far off. Don't make the person run. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's just awkward. (laughs) Hey, 15 yards away, come on. Come on, I'm waiting here for you. <laughs> um, and my boys, that is something that they are really good about. Specifically yeah. Topher, he's really good about holding a door. I have to remind Cannon, hey, grab that door. Don't have to remind Topher. He will stand there and hold the door. Doesn't matter. But he's also getting to that point where he is becoming a little cynical. Yeah. And so people will just walk right through, walk right past him, and you'll hear him as he finally catches up to our family. I think you would have been nice. <laughs> you know? I got to you got to train him out of that too. Yeah. Okay. It's enough that you did the right thing. Absolutely. <laughs> but at the same time, it would have been nice. Here I mean, there. you acknowledge acknowledge the fact that there is a preteen boy holding the door open for you. Uh, at least nod at him. Sure. Give him a wink or something. <laughs> uh, it's Indie Music Tuesday. 
We are playing some more of the independent Christian hits for you all morning long. When we come back, we got some random facts. Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. It's Matt and Mo, and Mo has got five random facts for us. I do, I do. Okay, so number one, Wolfgang Mozart taught his pet starling, which is a bird, to sing so that he could transcribe the bird's songs. <laughs> That's pretty cool to think that some of Mozart's masterpieces are actual Could've been bird songs. Yeah, yeah, from from his own pet starling. <laughs> Uh, there are 600 places in Australia named after the emu. <laughs> okay. There are 600 places in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> That's the fact. That is the fact. There are 600 places in Australia. At least 600 places. <laughs> in 2008, a bar-tailed godwit flew 7,200 miles in eight days without stopping to rest or eat, the farthest known journey by a bird. Wow. Huh. Um, a leech can take up to 200 days to digest a meal. Okay. I feel like I can take that long sometimes, too. Oh, not me. <laughs> nope. And lastly, the world economy falls short of $227 billion every year from lost productivity among adults who need glasses. <laughs> well, we are not Lame. those adults, Matt. <laughs> No, we both have glasses. We're we both have. sporting our glasses right now. Yep. We could be so much more productive. We are contributing to society by wearing our glasses. Now, I wonder, I wonder how they figure that. Is it like lost time that people spend taking their glasses off to clean them like I'm doing right now with their shirt? Oh, no. I'm thinking... What I'm thinking is like... Those who work with computers, because yeah. this is when I really started wearing my glasses, is when I started working and realizing I cannot see what I am doing. <laughs> it is taking me far too long to type a sentence uh. because I'm squinting, whereas if I could clearly see, I could get more words typed But per didn't minute. that make you more productive? I don't understand. That's what it says. The world economy... Yeah, among adults who need glasses. They lost productivity from adults who need glasses. So it's not people that are wearing glasses. Uh, yeah, I'm, thinking... I'm, inter I'm interpreting that as people who need glasses. I need glasses. No, I'm not thinking that... I'm in, that they... Not that I'm in need of glasses. That's what I'm thinking, that they're in need of glasses. That because people are not wearing... This they're random, not seeing properly. This random fact is... Poorly constructed, because I'm not sure which is which. I guess it is. I don't know. Well, then. <laughs> so. Way to let us down. Oh, well. Facts. We'll have to look into that. Figure out I who did I think that the... came from What the Facts. What the Facts? <laughs> All right. It's Indie Music Tuesday. We are playing more of the independent Christian hits. Enjoy them when we come back. Is your church a healthy church? Stick around. morning show it's hour three we're glad to have you with us what, what? it is top list tuesday list list tuesday those t's run together man uh <laughs> seven characteristics of a healthy small church number one pastors of healthy churches model evangelism 
Uh, evangelism needs to be high on your priorities. Because um, it is it is different. What is evangelism? Evangelism is going toward reaching out to people who are not saved. While typical churches... Well, I wouldn't say typical, but I don't know. Some, some pastors fo- focus more on the members of the church, mm-hmm. while others focus on outreach more so i was just about to say yeah. it's the difference between outreach and in reach yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two healthy churches reproduce hmm? uh not <laughs> not making babies we don't uh, need the nursery to be overrun that's not what we're saying here people uh, but I, I think this would be more involved with like church planting and uh helping other churches grow and and stuff like that correct wouldn't you interpret that as that Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. That's really not what I was thinking. I was honestly thinking it goes back to the whole evangelism thing. Like it's the evangelism is part one and the reproduction is part two. Mm. Like I'm evangelizing to you and then are you growing and right. are you coming to, to believe? And yeah. anyway, that could possibly be part of it too. Uh, they have a missional community presence. That's that would go hand in hand with evangelism, but missional would also be uh, trying to take care of the community, uh, making meals uh, like we volunteer or we have for several years, volunteered uh, one day a month, one Wednesday a month by providing a lunch at the mission in our town, uh, which several churches do. We'll pick up the one day, one day a week, one, one day a week, a church in our town. <laughs> Picks up the, the tab for the food and provides it for the people. Right. Um, stuff like that. Uh, number four, small healthy churches play to their strengths. Hmm. So I would say that this would be focusing on the things that we know we can do instead of trying to do too many things at once. Right. Or starting a whole bunch of new projects that we don't know how they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Ultimately <laughs> Getting it over fail. your head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five, healthy churches make disciples. This is a big one. Uh, we, we do have a, uh, a need for that evangelism, but at the same time, we do need, uh, discipleship within our mm-hmm. churches. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just make new believers and then call that good. Right. Like, sure. Now they're going to heaven, but what are we going to do beyond that? Exactly. We need to train them up. We can't just say, all right, you're a Christian now go out into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to grow? How are you going to, um, you know, learn how to read the Bible, learn how to interpret the Bible, mm-hmm. um, and start applying that to your life. You got to learn by being taught. Yeah. You can't just, you don't just know everything. Right. Come salvation. And that's what discipleship classes are all about, about making disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. See, and I, and I find it very hard to do the discipleship classes because it's very, like discipleship is supposed to be intimate. It's supposed to be relational. It's supposed to be between one and one or one and two, mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be like a, a full group. A lot of people get into the habit of thinking that Sunday school is their discipleship. Right. And it's not. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think discipleship can be a, a bigger group, um, but definitely not a like several dozen people in a classroom type situation. Yeah. Uh, I think you could do a small group of like six to, to uh, six to ten people. And that would still be a small enough uh, environment that it would be an intimate thing. Yeah. But definitely, ideally, it would be, you know, two or three people. Yeah. Uh, gathered in Jesus's name. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely important. Uh, number six, uh, healthy small churches do fewer ministries, but do them better. So well, that goes back to playing yeah. to their strengths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Focusing on just a few ministries that, that uh, you can do really well instead of overburdening your members. Because uh, a small church is only going to have a handful of people that are doing anything. Right. And so if you overburden them with what will ultimately fall on those few people's shoulders, yep. uh, all these different ministries, They're gonna burn all of out. them are going to suffer. And yeah, and those people are going to burn out. Yeah. And lastly, prayer is the lifeblood of healthy churches. Mm. Uh, that's something that I've really uh, liked about our, our we have not we have a relatively new pastor. I guess he's been here a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he came in, one of his biggest things was prayer. Uh, the power of prayer. And so on Wednesday nights, we used to have a, a prayer service on Wednesday nights. I mean, we always have had a prayer service on Wednesday nights, but before it's kind of been half devotional. And then, you know, at the end we tack on, mm-hmm. here's our prayer request. Sorry, let's pray real quick and we're done. But uh, since he's come, he's really turned that Wednesday night into just this whole hour. We're going to pray. Mm-hmm. Let's take 10, 15 minutes, get all the prayer requests out, and then we are going to gather around in a circle. Some people are kneeling or whatever, but we're all going to pray. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's comfortable, we're all going to pray. And, and it usually takes that whole time. But there are some Wednesdays when it's been super powerful uh, that I'm like, I come out of the sound booth and get involved in it, which is not what? something I tend to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely important and uh, definitely beneficial. So there you go. Seven characteristics of a healthy small church. If you're in a small church and you don't recognize these things, do something about it, man. Yeah. Uh, in the news, a Knox County man was arrested at Baptist Health Corbin Friday after he allegedly faked a heart attack to take an ambulance ride to this hospital's cafeteria. Nice. So apparently <laughs> they have a top-notch cafeteria. <laughs> Around 2 p.m. Friday, a Knox County Sheriff deputy responded to a report of a stolen gun at a Corbin residence, according to the sheriff. The sheriff's department determined Kenneth Ray Couch, 35, was the alleged, alleged suspect, it said. The deputy learned that Couch had been picked up by an ambulance at Dixon's Market after he said he was having a heart attack, the sheriff's department said. And when the ambulance arrived at the hospital, Couch got out of the ambulance and walked to the cafeteria, according to the sheriff. Couch was located inside the cafeteria where he was arrested. Uh, weird. Weird place to go. Yeah. Uh, when you're... Trying to outrun the police, I guess. So Knox County is in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and Kenneth Ray Couch sounds incredibly familiar to me. Oh, no. so, <laughs> <laughs> um I'm Facebooking right now to see if I have mutual friends with Kenneth Ray. <laughs> because that name really does Did you Oh date, he's did you from it's from Kentucky. It's not from Oh, okay. Yep, it's not from Tennessee. He is from Corbin, Kentucky. See what you can find on Facebook. <laughs> I have found... You found his profile? I have found Kenny Ray Couch. This fi- this feels inappropriate somehow. Yep. Like you're stalking He's him. on Facebook. Listen here. This is, my, <laughs> this is my theory. I got to tell you. Whatever you put on Facebook and you make it public, it is not stalking. It's all fair game. At that... Truthfully. All fair game. 
I could Google it and it would come up on Google. So, truthfully, when did this happen? Uh, Friday. Yeah, two, his, two Fridays ago, his, I think. His last post was August 25th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know who has a good uh, hospital cafeteria? Covenant in Lubbock, Texas. Really? They got a Chick-fil-A in there, but then they also have their own stuff that they make. And it's all fantastic. I had breakfast there, biscuits, bacon, all kind. Of, oh, it was all very, very good. Okay, so I know that I'm in the minority here, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy staying in hospitals. You enjoy staying in a hospital? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, like it's when, a vacation. When yeah, <laughs> when I went to the emergency room, um, for for my gallbladder, um. <laughs> By the time everything was said and done and I actually saw the doctor, it was almost 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm thinking, I guess I'm staying the night here. And then they come in at like 4.30, 4.45, and they're like, we're going to dismiss you. And I was like, what? No. There's a a marathon on Food Network right now. I get to watch whatever (laughs) I want. And I don't have to worry about cooking dinner because y'all are going to bring it to me. And hey, you I don't know have what? to worry about my kids. <laughs> the cheeseburgers at our hospital yeah. are the bomb. Are they? They are really good. Like, I would go there and buy one huh? if it wasn't so much out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yeah. You know, and I never really knew that you like going to a hospital cafeteria and getting food was a thing. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. But apparently it is. Like, Wait. people go on their lunch and... Hey, where'd you get your food from? Oh, the hospital. Why, why were you in the hospital? I wasn't. Well, I it's just... open to the public. Right? <laughs> why is this weird to you? I had no idea. I really, really didn't. Uh, oh, music spotlight. All right, this is going to be controversial. Oh, gosh. After our discussion on Reckless Love last week, where we talked about it's been six months after hitting number one, mm-hmm. uh, I have had a number of people request that I add it to our mix on Back Row Radio. Despite me saying that I wouldn't last week because I didn't want the hate mail. Uh, So after all these people requested it, I put a poll out last week uh, on Twitter to test the waters and uh, put it up for 24 hours. We had exactly 400 votes at the end of the day. Nice. Uh, and I asked, should we add reckless love to our rotation? And the responses that people could use were yes, no, and I'm cool either way. 49% responded yes. 26% responded they were cool either way. And then 25% voted no. So three quarters of the people would be cool with it being on the station. Awesome. While one quarter said no. Uh, and I invited people, actually, I said, you know, answer. And then if you want, reply to the tweet and explain your answer. Yeah. So there was quite a bit of discussion, uh, and a lot of good points made on both sides. Yeah. Um, obviously the people that are against it are always going to be more vocal. So it seemed pretty balanced with the responses. Yeah. Uh, even though the voting was clearly Mm -hmm. heavily in favor of one direction. Right. Um, so... All that being said, sometime this week we will add Reckless Love wow. to the mix. Which version? Like whose Reckless Love are we going to be It'll be, be Corey yeah. Asbury. Is that his name? Corey Asbury. 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 Yeah. 
I will um, add his radio version uh, to the to the mix. So since I never touched on it again, mm-hmm. and and you've brought it back up, it was when we discussed it, and I said something about you know there's another song that's oh, yeah, on the, the radio that said that ridiculous says, grace, ridiculous grace. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's known. That's the name of the song, known by Taryn Wells, um, and it says, um, "Oh, see." Poo. I wonder, we might have it on here. Um, and honestly, it says OC Poo. It says OC Poo. <laughs> OC Poo. Ridiculous Grace. That is more inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris and I had this discussion actually because after that day that we uh, recorded that old debate and argument, um, I forget where we were going, but we were in the car and the song came on. And so I told Chris, I said, okay, I want you to listen to the song and I want you to tell me what you think is more disturbing, if you will, (laughs) reckless love or this song. And so he's listening to it and he's like, oh, this is far worse (laughs) to say, to say ridiculous, to say that God's grace is ridiculous is Far worse. But see, no, I still get that one. I get ridiculous. It makes sense to me. It is ridiculous in our human terms because it's, it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter how bad your sin was, which there are certain things with us that we just, there's always something that's too far. Sure. But God goes beyond that, beyond what our, what we believe our common sense is, our common sense scale of who we're going to give our grace to. Sure. To the ridiculous level of anybody and everything I will give my grace to. Same debate for reckless love. Yeah, no. Yeah. To leave the 99 for the one. Yeah. There is nothing more reckless. Sure. In terms of sheep and a shepherd. Right. For him to leave 99 to chase after the one who's gone astray. That's pretty darn yeah. reckless. I get you that know, one too. and I think yeah, I get them both absolutely. I and I love and both I understand songs. arguments against it as well, and how you can get that way. But I think the way that both of these people meant their lyrics, yeah, it was a much more positive thing. Oh yeah, and yes, oh, yeah. Nona, Nona is in our rotation already. Is it really? <laughs> you know? I just I'm, I haven't heard that lyric. I, ha- I guess I haven't listened to that. It's part of the chorus. Yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Chris is like, I think that he he like. The reason that it's not quite so controversial is because Reckless Love is the title of Reckless Love. Right, yeah. It's right there in your face. Yeah. Yeah, with Known, (laughs) you have to actually be listening to the lyrics in order to hear Ridiculous Grace. When I was seriously considering recording a version of Reckless Love with a different word, yeah, I'm like, but how would I title it? I couldn't title it with a new word because people wouldn't know that it was supposed to be Reckless Love. So would it be like reckless love parentheses non reckless version? Right. Or what, what would it be? Yeah, apparently so. Um, uh. That actually could be a good. I don't know. So it's it says it's not one or the other. It's a hard truth and ridiculous grace to be fully known and loved by you. Yeah. That's that's the <laughs> line. So anyway. All right. Well, it's Indie Music Tuesday, y'all. We're going to play some more of that independent Christian hits for you. When we come back, phrases you're saying wrong. Stick around. Welcome back 
to the Back Row Morning Show. We are rounding out our hour, uh, but before we do that, uh, there's a few phrases that you might be saying incorrectly. Like me personally? Yeah, you or anybody. But we're going to figure out if you are. You don't have this in your script because I'm going to test you as well. So, is the phrase for, uh, for all intensive purposes or for all intents and purposes? The second, intense and purposes. intense and purposes. Yep. Correct. Intensive indicates that something is powerful and focused. If you're discussing an intensive purpose, uh, you're simply indicating one focus purpose or perhaps very few focus purposes. But the more common phrases for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. indicates that something is coming from more or less all important angles or opinions. Right. So for all intents and purposes, all intensive purposes is usually the wrong way to say it right uh all right is it i couldn't care less or i could care less i could care less i could care less nope really this is an extremely commonly misused phrase while most people love to throw out that they could care less in an attempt to show how little they care about an issue they're actually communicating the opposite of the usual phrase's intention when you stop to think about it what you're saying could care less means that not that you not only care, but you care enough that you would have the ability to care less if you wanted to. If you're trying to convey apathy, saying I couldn't care less is much more accurate. Okay, but that's like the whole double negative. No. I feel like it's no, a it's double not a, negative. It's not to a double say... negative because that's that's the action you're saying. It's not it's not too descriptive. I couldn't care any less about what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. You see if I yeah. said I could care less, I could care less. About, then that means I'm, I'm semi interested. Yeah, in what you're saying okay. I could be a lot bored, more bored about this, but but yeah. I'm not. But yeah, that's so common. Yeah, that's so common. Huh. Uh, all right, is it one in the same or one and the same? One in the same. Uh, nope. Really? <laughs> uh, when you. And a friend are discussing two different instances in, that you realize happened with the same person. You're discussing one and the same person. It's hard to determine what one in the same thing might mean since That's one true. is a noun, yet the same isn't exactly a specific location yeah. for that noun to go. So it's one and the same. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> is it by accident or on accident? On accident? Nope. What? When something happens by accident, nobody saw it coming. It was a happenstance instance. But when something happens on an accident, it means that whatever went down actually went down on top of an already existing accident. (laughs) In reality, that's likely not what you were trying to say. So try not to say on accident, by accident, when you're trying to describe a mistake. Since that will be a double whoopsie. (laughs) Wow, so I'm three out of four. <laughs> All right, is it fall by the waist side or fall by the way side? Wayside. Correct. Uh, though the movie Remember the Titans made the left side of the football team's defensive line the strong side, people rarely label sides in everyday life. Even more rarely would they call any side of something the waste side, unless, of course, you're discussing an area where physical garbage is present. So if you want to communicate that something hasn't kept up with the rest of the group, 
use Wayside. Wayside. All right, last one for today. Is it self-depreciating or self-deprecating? Deprecating. Correct. Uh, don't give yourself another reason to be self-deprecating about your by colloquial abilities <laughs> by using the incorrect phrase "self-depreciating." <laughs> Depreciating is or depreciation is an economic term to indicate that something is losing value, and though you can deprecate and be hard on yourself by pointing out your flaws you're not actually losing human value yeah so depreciating would be wrong (laughs) i don't think i've ever even heard depreciating but as you say it i can hear like the misunderstanding of it how it could be yeah it's not (laughs) self-appreciating so it's self-depreciating no it's deprecating yep (laughs) deprecating you gotta Make sure we put that. That's what I said. What I know. Did I say? Just, I'm just I'm just putting emphasis on the pro. Okay. Because did I say something? Because it bad? almost sounds like defecating. <laughs> oh no, not that either. Not we don't want to defecate on ourselves. All right, let's wrap up the show with our Bible verse for the day and our thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Psalm 121, one and two. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. That's one of my favorite verses. Yeah. Okay, so our thought for the day comes from David, David Jeremiah. The David, the David, David, David. That, why is that such a hard name for me? David, <laughs> Jeremiah. When you sin, it's never in a vacuum. It has consequences that can follow you and impact the lives of those around you. The good news is... God offers forgiveness. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over on BackrowRadio.com or anywhere you get your podcast. And remember, September is National Recovery Month, and we're giving away a prize pack of awesomeness on September 27th to one random follower who shares our giveaway post on Facebook or retweets our giveaway tweet on Twitter. And uh, as we mentioned yesterday, it's also on Instagram. Uh, you can find it at Back Row Radio, our Instagram account. Repost the photo, either with one of those repost apps, or you can screenshot it and do it mm-hmm. yourself. Just make sure you tag at Back Row Radio so we'll make sure to see it and count it. Awesome. Mo, what's the final word? Ooh, who's ready for our visitor? <laughs> That's it for today's show. But if you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.